And microphones. <clears throat> Yo, check this out. This is how it goes. We bring a super fresh, old school throwdown contest from the future to determine who the real B-boys are. I thought the hurricane season was over. Silence. Where well, we bring the world to a standstill with fresh, new music and new beats that you can't even imagine. Rules are. There are no rules. Anything goes. Welcome to the end, brother. We're not gonna make it, are we? People in me. Sense is something you can't even make sense of until you've been to the future and spent time there. We were sitting out on the steps. I thought the hurricane season was over. But let me explain something. When this baby hits 88 hey. miles per hour, they're gonna hey. see some serious shit. You boys like Mexico! Let's hey. do it. And we're back doing it again, making another podcast, doing the rounds and making some hip hop sounds and some other things like that. It's Milk Crates of Motherfucking Microphone, Season 2, Episode 17, Week 42. Thank you again for joining us. We're doing it again. I'm B Sick, Mr. Wonder Eye. Brandon F. Bonfry, and the leashes are off again. And as always, the leashes off this man because he's a wild animal in a caged room. It's my boy. Breaking the motherfucking law. It's Breaking the law. Boy. It's your boy, the infamous nonsense. Nonsense. And we're back again Matthew. for another motherfucking Matthew. week. Thank you for coming out again. I man. appreciate it, man. Did man, we get, it, real it, quick, did we hit 88 to be here tonight? We hit 88 to be here because it feels like it was just yesterday we were here. Yes. Or maybe it feels like it was just 45 minutes ago. I don't know. I don't know. But anyways, you know who's always here? Always here and always on time? Always hitting 88. Our boy who can come from last week to this week to now week, whatever week you want it to be. It's our boy, DJ. Sasolito. DJ Kepro here. What's up, ladies? The man and behind gentlemen. the curtain is my favorite one. We're always coming in hard with I the know, intro. You guys, never saw. What did we drop the? What did we drop that? You're that's, not behind the curtain. That's when you were one. in the closet. Yeah, that's when you were in the closet. But you're still the and man behind the curtain. Defecto, defecto. You came out of the closet. So. Uh, uh, anyways, we've already made that joke. I know. It's it's so All hard not to. Say it's, it's once again low hanging fruit. You still are the man behind the curtain because the camera doesn't see you. It's always overlooking yeah. you. So and you're still no, the man behind the curtain. There's no the camera on tonight. Um, Leashes are you off. Know, and, and it's kind of like a couple of weeks ago when the internet ate our podcast. Uh, we're back again to do some more damage. And hopefully, hopefully the internet doesn't eat us. It's not really conspiracy because we already know they're after <laughs> us. You know what I mean? They, they, they let it be known that they're after this podcast. And Cease and desist. They don't want us to send... The love that we send to the people, the milk people out We're there. Milk people We're out there. The name you, of the Lord. We give you the music that you haven't heard, that you need to hear. And the name of the Lord. The love and the year of the Lord and the year of the guest and the name of MCMP. We give you the music you need to hear. We bless your ears. And if if they hate us and for it's that. it's all out of love. It's not. We're not trying to further ourselves in yeah, this. We're trying to no. just spread that music to the I just the, want you to know who the fuck the idea is. Exactly. That's, that's my that's my whole goal on this podcast. I want you to know who idea is. My, and if you haven't learned by now, then you're sleeping. We'll, we'll continue to listen, and I promise you, you'll hear me talk about them. My um, goal is just to make sure everyone's got a comfy pillow to lay their head on when they're sleeping on us, because mm-hmm. they're really fucking sleeping. And and I, mean, I, le- I legit was just saying I want you to know who I deal with without even in a thought in my brain thinking that I forgot we're doing a watch along tonight. Yes, we and, are. And that that might be um, the 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 root of the subject. But before we get to that, we got to do what we always do is to kick this motherfucker hot off hot and heavy. Like, we're, we're gonna, gonna kick, kick it, it back off with in this weekend hip hop. Fuck yeah, my friend. Bigger than hip hop, hip hop, hip hop, hip. It's bigger than 
Yo, 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 it's your boy Nonsense. We're kicking it again for another motherfucking night here. And that was the motherfucking offset strings that you need to hear to keep you on track. And when you hear those, motherfuckers, you better wake the fuck up when you hear those. So my boy right here coming straight. And this might be the one of my one of my favorite this week in hip hop. Thank you. And so it deserved that guitar to wake your ass up and listen to what my boy Matthew is saying. Matthew, tell them I want you to fucking rip their hearts out of their motherfucking chest. Let me grab your fucking chest real quick and tell you your boy Andre L. Adams, born March 11, 1970, better known as your boy Dre Dog or Andre. Andre Nicotina, Andre Nicotina, coming straight from San Francisco, was coming out with the heat Baking that soda pretty much left you looking for more every time he dropped a track. And I'm going to say between the ages of 13 to fucking 23, 22, he was pretty influential to all of us out wait there. Second, wait a second. Your age is 13 to 23, or his age is 13? No, ours ages is, is growing up. I feel like 12, yeah. 13, around the 22. Yeah, I, I feel like got a hold of him more around it. 14. You know what I'm saying, 14, though. 14, 15. Throughout those ages, I feel like uh, Andre Nicotina. Freshman his, year, I got a hold of him. Dre yes. Dog. The, his songs, they might not be like songs that are played forever, but if you're from where we're from, they're getting played, and you're bobbing your fucking heads to them no matter what time mm, of the day it is, like, how is long that? it's been. Is that? Mm. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah it is. Yes, it is. Exactly. So let me go ahead I mean, and jump just, back. Okay, okay, just songs that have been thrown that were played a lot. My Ride was one of them that was played a lot. And then uh, what was the... Crack fucking, Raider. Crack Raider. Uh, fucking... Razor Sharp. Uh, and everyone all, everyone bumped uh, Yayo. Train With No Love. Yeah. On a Train With No Love. That's one of my favorites. Train With No Love is one of my favorites. Savage as fuck. So... Let me just start back by saying, since, we're, yeah. since we all have a favorite, mm-hmm. let me drop it back to say One of that our favorites. One of our favorites his, here. His best album comes by off, far. Comes off his best album by far. Raven in My Eyes is his fourth album what release. Year? June 23rd. Today, 1998. We're going to head to bring it back here. Our boy Andre Nicotina dropped this motherfucker. And if you don't haven't heard this album, please get it. There's so many fucking the hitters. Stone Cold Steve Austin. So many hitters on and this album. And the Lord. So many hitters. Well, Stone but Cold is the Lord. So the year he lost in three sixteen. So that was a trick question. That was a Andre trick question. Nicotina, he's bringing it. He's bringing it with one of my favorite songs. One of your favorite songs. Let me go ahead and shut it down by songs. saying that. Tell them who it is. Everybody's lady's favorite song. If yeah. your lady don't know these lyrics, she a hoe. She so a here ho. it is. Fuck your hoe ass. I'm a Pisces I'm off a of Raven you know in I'm My Eyes. Andre Nicotina, Dre Dog. Let's go. That deuce deuce popping lock Baby I like the way you work that tongue Yeah I don't care nigga for a three weeks sprung It's the game The motherfucker calls my name right. Product Mediola cause the rules don't change The prettiest thing is new white wall tires I should have been a lawyer cause I'm such a good liar Chill your style Bring child in a beanie right. God fearing nigga under pressure and greedy Microphone cops steady fucking off my dealings Even when I'm working motherfuckers think I'm chilling Recruiting like the army or even the marines yeah. Some get rejected like black jelly beans I'm, I'm on the scene in my jeans working weed from my sack Motherfucker where you at I got cocaine rap Your hardcore CB for uproar, made a nice comeback but didn't touch my score. A fair kind listener, a white world prisoner. I fish down just like the state pimp for visitors. Ghetto red hot guns, cracks and max. Fly clubs, no love and cocaine raps. Spinning ways incredible, money untraceable. Tiger start the jack when the dope ain't available. Baby, you talk too much past the blunt. I'm trying to get your fine ass raw and uncut. 
I got no time to be a crybaby fool. Forgive me, but they got me packing fresh, fresh out there. Fuck them. Yeah, I made a gang of rap. Smoking weed in a rental with the gangster trap. Straight Chewy and a nigga got a gang of pride. Check the battle when I struggle through my Chinese side. Had to tighten up the fade, got my murder one shade. Still trying to fuck a freak from my high school days. Yeah, Beatles, do you still love me? Cause your first born is struggling, it's hard to stay drug free. Cock back, lowered in, bop to explode. Like a 12 story jet, bitch, I'm out of control. Alpine reliant, police defiant. Kentucky Fried and Popeye's number one client. Two piece beans and rice, all spice. And a RX7 cutting through the night. I represent the look like the great Sam Cook. Put a star for every freak in my true back book. Clutch tight fist, pump way in the air. Pagan, you're dealing with a microphone bear. Tear, pair, glare, wear, stare. Check it, I don't care. I just can't quit. Shit, the rap game fanatic. Trying to stay calm with a mad weed habit. Cussing and fussing at 100 degrees. I think like a blind thief with the vision of G's. Chewy used to do me listen to Ice T. You're looking at a nigga wish you was drug free. But nigga, that's a dream in another life. So until then, my last words is free life. Alright. That was this he? week in hip hop. So Andre who Nicotina. Is he? It's Mr. Andre Nicotina. That yeah. shit's killer. I'm a Pisces, killer music, but I'd rather dude. be a killer whale. That's a, that's that's some good, a, some good samples. Um, the beat's fucking hard, and like we were saying, and you know an Andre Nicotina song is when it slumps like that. When it's got those fucking 808s and those fucking the dumps. The dump, dump, dump. I remember that. The yeah. fools would be like, hey, yep. your shit dump, put on the nicotine. Let's hear it. Your shit be Exactly. Be oh, if your shit hits, then why don't you put this on? We'll find out if that motherfucker really hits. Fucking it. It was that, and then they'd always have, like, because. Wow. That's two weeks in a row we found a really, really good fucking uh, a pick for this motherfucking weekend hip-hop. I'm trying to bring the heat. I'm trying to bring the heat. This motherfucking weekend hip-hop. Okay, so that was this weekend hip-hop. We're going to jump straight into it. No, we don't even got time for it. Let me just say something real quick, It holds up. Uh, No, not that. Okay, go again. I'm getting nervous around September, October. Why? Because then we'll be back around the next year, and i got to find some of this weekend hip-hop shit. Oh, (laughs) We might have to find a new segment. No, no, no. We're going to keep getting with shit. No, we'll find it. No, we'll always find something. There's plenty of stuff out there. But there's plenty of stuff. You know why I'm getting nervous around September, October? Why? I'm about to have another kid. Yeah. Fridays are going to be hard for you pretty soon here. Yeah. You're going to have to be home to watch a baby and a help. It's true, man. It's going to be hard, dude. What are your plans between us boys here, bro? We're talking without being live. We're not on leashes. No, this we're, is always we're editable. Live. We're live. I'll, I'll tell the milk people I'm going to do my best to make it every single week. I can't promise anything. Uh, if I have to get a fill-in, if Brett Urias something is the will first happen. That we got no, we'll make it work. We'll make it work. We'll definitely fly we'll be here pants and get, and get, we'll get through done. it. We'll get through it, and on the other side, you'll find us. And on the other side of This Week in Hip Hop, we're going to do something special. Once again, we're going to do a watch-along. I I don't know how people feel about this because people refuse to communicate with the MCMP staff around here. Bastards. You milk people. If you communicated and told us how you felt about watch-alongs, we would know. But we don't know, and we like doing them. So, um, If not, just just pick it up for yourself. Shut that fuck up. Who cares? You know what we're going to do? We're going to do a watch along. We're going to watch a movie about my favorite rapper, your favorite rapper's rap, favorite rapper, um, idea, idea from Idea and Abilities, from Rhyme Sayers, from Atmosphere. He wasn't a part of Atmosphere, but he traveled ex- extensively with Atmosphere, opening uh, opening up for Slug and being Slug's hype man. Uh, so, and uh, a Blaze Battle champion, Scribble Jam champion, just a battle 
freestyle fucking legend pioneer yeah pioneer somebody that we've talked a lot about um one of my favorite artists he passed away from a drug overdose um at the age of 28 so uh you know he was young and he had a lot of life left but he did a lot as a youngster because he came into the industry at a very young age and you'll learn a little bit about that in this documentary this documentary uh i don't know who it was made by um, it, it wasn't made by no suckers. No, it wasn't. It's got it's got a lot of good features in it. Son of a Crow production. Yeah. So it's called The World Has No Idea. You can find it on Amazon. You'd have to rent it um, or buy it. I recommend you buy it. All proceeds go to Michael Larson, who is Idea's mother, Kathy, uh, who, you know, just could use the money. So Absolutely. Um, Shout out to any mom named yeah. Kathy. Yeah, send out some money to Kathy. Uh so we're gonna move to. We're sending some money out to Kathy tonight. Yeah, Kathy. Nice for milk crates and microphones. We sent some money to you, Kathy. So uh, check it out. This is the world has no idea. Um, a, a great documentary about Midwest Minnesota rapper legend Idea. And we're gonna be starting it. If you're gonna sing along at home, in three, two, one, play. You've done that every time. Every seat is vacant to a songwriter, comedian, method, actor, author, MC carpenter, producer, engineer, shit talk, a hustler, musician, architect. Damn, you had so much energy. And the answer is yes, I'm getting old. There's older than 28, that's for prodigy sure. That I used to be. A 15-year-old no, prodigy. 27-year-old prodigy that I am. I'm just kidding. <laughs> is he though? I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying to make it work here. No, but this is actually the point where I stop joking and say something serious. The artist does not himself necessarily agree right, with they did that. In the they took some pictures and, and they like made the mouse move on his old school pictures. People are refusing to watch this. The artist here Kill this fuck. That is pretty sick. Oh, that's sick. To the listening of this album. The listener listens at his own risk and will hopefully have a safe yet fun and expansive trip. The characters in this album are very real and reside inside the space-time continuum known as the artist's head. The artist solemnly guarantees that you will love them in addition to the assurance that the preceding statement was a lie. Oh yeah, by the way, you're in for some weird shit. so this is idea freestyling at a record shop i mean i wish i could see it and i kind of narrate it but i ain't seeing shit and i am mikey larson idea oliver on this 
mom. I was not living in Minnesota, and my sister came to live with me. And um, when I went into labor with Mikey, I screamed bloody murder. As we were driving to the hospital, um, she was doing about 80 or 90. And she said, "Um, am I going too fast? And I said, you're not going fast enough. Then when we get to the hospital, the security guard puts me in a wheelchair and tells my sister to follow the blue line. She's running with me down the hallway in the blue line, following the blue line. The blue line actually leads My life's like a novel of science fiction. To the morgue? Oh, damn. I screamed at my sister and said, I am not having my baby in the morgue. That is not happening. And she whips the chair around and she's like, I'll find it. I'll find somebody to help us. I'll find somebody to help us. And eventually we got to the maternity ward um, and Mikey was born. I used to tell him all the time, even actually before he was born, I used to tell him that I didn't know what he was going to do, but I knew he was going to do something amazing and he was going to affect a lot of people. And dance and sing, but I can wrap my ass so my voice is unique. I'll leave it at that. And as he heard that, um, like from before he was born, his whole life, um, he used to tell me, by the time he was like eight, tell me that, you know, I had to say that because I was his mom. And I used to tell him, no, it's true. And I would cry every time I told him. Nolly. Yeah, hugging hat. Everyone was wrestling. She just came down one day when we were making something. She's like, it's whack. <laughs> whack. I think she is just genuinely interested in helping people, you know? So that kind of extends into all. This is cool for me because I I just know his idea. I don't get to see the Michael Larson. How she interacts with people, you know. She interacts as a helper. He's with his DJ. When we DJ abilities. That's the last DJ. You know, six, seven years old. He actually got the neighborhood kids together. Saw dude rocking that ability shirt the other day. That's sick. Yeah. Should have shook his hand. It was Carter. No, not him. It was Carter. No, it was at work. Our lip sync concert in the backyard. I am Jesus Christ. <laughs> and I am Superstar. <laughs> well, what happened when I was young is I, I was Still in a gap tooth, huh? Then I kind of got in the London I look. The age, I think, 10. So then after that, I had all this energy, all this kind you of You a tooth in that motherfucker. Stuff. I started really getting into music. And at yeah. that point, my Thanks, Dick. My yeah, you're talking to another dead guy. Yeah, how tough are you? And pick him up and Big tough guy over here. Facts are facts. Dick. Six thousand miles away and anything that six feet under. Decided I Six thousand six feet. <laughs> Damn. It was uh, Anthony Bell's birthday, and all the kids had stayed here at the house, and I was trying to make breakfast, and I kicked them all outside, and so they went outside to play football, and they were playing football, and Mikey got crunched, and so his femur broke into two halves and then those two halves broke into three pieces Cole was he playing with these kids like 30 year olds <laughs> so he was in the hospital in traction for a long time and then after that he was in a body cast for a long time. so he just rhymed probably the whole time Joey Stacks bro why does it sound like shit <laughs> yeah before that Okay. Video. Really, I met him for the first time when we were in first grade. 
at Monroe Elementary School right now. I met Mike in seventh grade. And I'll never again be as happy as I was when I was in the seventh grade. Before the guilt of having no don't take my life away. Yeah, I turned it up just a little bit for you, but I had an experience, yeah. Traded A's for S. Like a little fucker. I think it's just their mic. Yeah, it's their audio quality. It's the quality of the video. See this one kid. Our quality's better than theirs. For real, I was like, don't dress like anybody else. Wears weird shirts, but they're really cool. No, he's not talking into a mic, that's why. And it ain't like I can help it, it's the way that my mom raised me, and I'm living every second on the weird side. But he would fucking throw them, and one day he fucking stopped. Like, yeah, I'm just going This dude's fucking weird, you know? Like, what fucking 15 year old just decides to become a vegetarian? This is early night, you know? So we're like, midnight, whatever. I'm like, this is Whenever I came over here, he would, and I stayed for the night, you know, his bedroom used to be over here on the other side of the studio, which is now the cell uh, booth or whatever. Every night when we went to bed, he had something hip hop playing. We were kids, but we smoked pot, you know, and that was a lot of fun for us. Mikey was a very spiritual person, and through his travels and endeavors, uh, things like LSD came into play. It's a dope and, shirt. Uh, we had done that a few times or whatever. Um, he wrote a song about it. I, I, I'm not sure what the name of the song is, but it's about something like I remember me and Jake's first roses trip or something like that. I'll never forget me and Jake's first roses trip together. For the times we all walked aimlessly in the summer weather with nothing better to do but go to SA and try to steal a pack of swears. Man, I miss, I miss being a kid with no cares. So tired. He's so good at telling stories, man. That's one of his guests was to tell a story. One of the great storytellers. He was like, "Who are these cats?" This is Joey Stacks. Just his his friend grown up. Just not even a nobody. Just his homie grown up. And the other fool that was that was Jake. That's who he was talking about. Just somebody who lived through it. Me and Jake's first road trip together. I was scared of that shit, you know. I didn't want to ever try that shit. But we used to always hang out. So when they were in seventh grade, that's cool because the big thing with hip hop is, oh, are they telling real stories? Telling real stories. He was like a fucking troublemaker. Like all teenagers. um you know, did his experimentation with, you know, pot and drinking and acid and mushrooms. Over the years, that shit just changed. Like, that shit just slowly, gradually turned into him making music. Didn't stop smoking weed this year. <laughs> yeah, well, by the time I started smoking weed, he fucking didn't smoke weed. So we, I think we smoked weed together two times, you know? I wish you would have smoked weed when I smoked weed. Though. I would have fucking like this. <laughs> By the time he was in, yeah, you know, probably His a pictures of sick. Mm -hmm. Maybe eleven. That's the shirt right there. Like or that picture with him like in the mic on the right. Yeah, like I wanted that on a shirt, and then on the back it says your favorite rapper's favorite rapper. Um, and so, or your favorite MC's favorite really MC. His focus yeah, from doing MC, the yeah. typical teenage things. He goes, um, you got you got nerves for stepping up. What you saying to me? I'm probably your favorite yeah, MC's totally favorite MC. I heard that. Up. I remember the you know the first song he wrote. I believe and maybe not. He probably wrote more songs than this, but he submitted it to a class as a he had to do. I am a pandemoner. 
and he wrote the song Rain. You know what? Everyone wants to get out of the Everyone wants to get out of the rain. If you don't know what wants to get out of the Everyone wants to get out of the rain. Wants to be free, wants to see the world. We're guaranteed that the seasons don't change. So then I'll keep it as a track on my brain. When the drums hit my head, they leave the rain. Everyone wants to get out of the rain. Everyone wants to get out of the Everyone wants to get out of the rain. Everyone wants to get out of the rain, you know, and that's I Am a Pantaman, which is Shakespeare. And uh, this is when he was in like ninth grade. He submitted it to for one of his English class uh, projects or whatever. And then that wound up he's a prodigy. You know, I think first born is what it was on. Writing that song Rain. One day I'll be reincarnated as rain. That shit's so hard, bro. And we had lots of conversations about, you know, what goes on and what happens and what do people believe and all that stuff. And Mike came to the conclusion or the announcement that um, he was going to be reincarnated as rain. Events that I plan or involved in seem to have rain of some sort or snow. I try to tell people it's water. It's not just rain because he does snow on things. So there has been rain at every sound set since he passed. There has been rain um, when we did the South by um, showcase. There has been rain when I've gone to see Max um, at a Cali show, or I've gone to see Cody at a sound um, sets the show put on by uh, Rhyme Sayers each year in atmosphere. Jeremy uh, at a South by, or even here in town, or I've gone to see somebody who's come in. um, You know. There's always some kind of sprinkle. Without the water, you can't have the flame. Some are content holding ground in their game. But when my soul stops to exit this frame, I will be reincarnated as rain. When the drops hit my head, they leave a... Everyone wants to get out of the... Everyone wants to get out of the... This is when... Yeah. Yeah. Our school was predominantly black, you know? So like... Yeah. You know, at the end, it got weird. I'm not gonna lie. That's that. It got it got weird, man. He got kind of off the hinges. I mean, so you can kind of see the downslide. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we went and seen him at the end. He looked. He was doing some wild shit. I mean, we just saw it right there. Yeah, I seen him around that time, 2009, 2010, and you could just tell it wasn't right. It wasn't who I seen in 2004, 2003, 2001. Shit. When did we see him? Fuck, a long o2. time ago. Like I think o2. it was O2. Yeah. And that's when I was introduced to him, Boone. How were you introduced to Idea? Um, originally, probably Tony Hawk had Big Shots on it. Okay. Big Shot, Big yeah. Shot. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was annoyed by him. In the beginning? That I didn't like that song. I hated that song on the And then when I uh, when I realized it was that, heard who it was, and I realized it was Idea, and I started listening to more Idea. I was like, oh whoa, being on the city bus, having like a walk. Then we seen him in concert, and I was like immediately like, it's my favorite rapper. So the Tony Hawk game kind of pushed you, edged you to start listening to him, though. Yeah. Okay. You know, when you don't like something, you want to find out more about it. Yeah, for sure. He might have been in the music before that, but like as young kids, you know, when you're fucking 12, 13 years old, you're killing it. Fucking the rap, you know, like, it's just amazing. All right, check this out. 
Got this good last tape in here. I'm about to press, where's the play button at? Looking right out of the bottom of a shot glass anyways. I say I insist that I pays. By the way, what's your mama name you? What they call you? Can I call you and soon claim you? I was thinking about the whole fall through, but I aim to just understand her alone and not even nosy. But I just shit out my rhymes and now I'm spitting them to the camera. Yes, I'm an amateur, but I got much stamina. My name's Max. I have DJ abilities and DJing and producing for 17 years. When I met him, he was already doing music. He was little Mikey, everybody knew him because he could freestyle so well when he was 14. I don't recall the first time that I met him. It was I at the party at the cave. That was the first time? The train tracks. Oh, yeah. Was that it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and you came up to me and you were like, Because we, <laughs> we were like kind of outsiders at that party. But music, that was how we connected, was through hip-hop. Because back then, if there everybody loved this, I stand. You know, it's not a thing. But back then, it wasn't as universally accepted. I think things are meshed up more now for the better. But one cool thing back then was, it's like, I like, if I like hip-hop, so you could kind of bond over that. And, and we kind of bonded over that. For we sure. We weren't best friends yet, but we, we were friends. And I didn't have any place to live. And his mom had helped kids before. And so he just took it on himself, like, you can come live with us. Didn't even ask her, you know, we just, just moved in and he was like, yo, Max is living here now. And it was, she was like, cool. And of course she wasn't like, ah, I, just, I don't remember exactly what her response was, but it wasn't like, what that for what the fuck? but it also, Same age. I don't recall it being oh, wow. like, yay either. You know what I'm saying? It was, but it was, I'm sure it was more towards the good side of things realistically. Yeah, I can't remember exactly how it happened, but we had at least talked a couple times and he said he needed a place to stay. And I was kind of like, sweet. <laughs> we just moved him, you know. I just moved him in. Didn't really ask my mom, you know, until she got home. <laughs> that was kind of wild. <laughs> yeah. Stuff was already here. <laughs> yeah. What up? By the way, uh, this guy's gonna be living here. And, um, but she was cool with it, you know. But it was, it was good. I mean, it was, it was a stable environment. And it was, it was definitely what I needed at the time. Stability, you know what I mean? With caring people, and it's like, okay, cool. And it helped get me through a, a difficult part. And that's why, you know, I, I will always have Shows to ask that. Back. It's like, when, when people are there for you, it's You get that support from your parents, you know? That nudge. Like, take do some big things, for sure. Yeah. Especially and in it's, early it's awesome to see that these guys stuck together for well, and a he, long time. He knew what he wanted to do early on and, and knew that he was going to get there. How dope this hole is. Headshots crew, bro. Illusion, I had that shirt. I had that shirt.
Woods, aka Carnage. Right there. Carnage. I kill people for a living. I kill people for a living. On the mic. On the mic. That's the that's the picture right there. That's um, Carnage can spit so fast. Innovator, um, shit talker, activist, parent, and friend. I've been doing underground hip hop since 1987 when I was 13 years old. When I wrote my first line. You know what? I knew one of the baddest motherfuckers in every sense of the word to ever live i think the first time i met him personally was um at um at hamlin university i was uh, walking through the hallways near the gym and him and his some of his friends were in there breakdancing and um they were all definitely younger than me so i was you know kind of messing with him talking a little shit and i was like what are you doing in my school and he was like what does it look like we're doing we're breakdancing and i was like 
we need to get up out of here. Y'all too young to be on this college campus. Where's this cat? It's almost gone. I was like, well, I'll battle you. And I was like, I don't know. You can stay. Because anytime, you know, somebody like calls you out like that, they'll probably slaughter you. And I I thought maybe he could slaughter me in a great dancing battle because, you know, he was a lot leaner. Let's tie it to the store off. I'm fucking around. I'm like, all right, you win. Have fun. Don't hurt yourself, please. This is my new trick that I just learned. And it's a shame. This time he's got a few spots to fucking break. It didn't work exactly. I can't do my trick right now, but I'll get back to you. That's it, it's too late. Game over. As time progressed, and you know, this is a couple of months within that, we, um, I threw this event called the Hip Hop Olympics. It was battled on every element of hip hop uh, here in the Twin Cities, and he entered the MC battle. And uh, and that was the first time other folks from Headshots, which would become Rhymesayer, heard him rap. And I had been already kind of putting a bug in their ear about him as a rapper. A slug? Yeah, in the background. I remember slug coming like, yo, young. Uh, who's that kid that? breaks with you that was that entered the MC battle and so we kind of um, we all kind of were saying the same thing <laughs> what do I do I'm a musician I uh, I make music for a living I make a living for music ultimately I rap while always thinking about what do I got to do to make sure that I still get to rap my earliest memories of Michael you know I can't remember necessarily the first time we actually met because he was just around and, you know when I first met him there were so many people that were new and around for me because I kind of was being, becoming exposed to the St. Paul side of the scene here. And Mikey was one of those people that I became exposed to. And I, 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 it was through uh, the abstract <laughs> no, like, what you uh, said. Felipe from Black Hole that I got to meet the Battle Cats. And that's how I first met Mikey was as a, uh, a breakdancer. In my head, I, I love picture that him fucking spinning move. on his head because he was one of the dudes that knew how to do that. That's why he had a thick, muscular neck. Was from uh, a fool's old neck. Thick, muscular necks are really good for rapping. Not necessarily they don't help you rap, but they look good on stage when you're rapping if you make your neck muscles. Yeah, he's hella vocal about that shit. It looks like. It makes it look like you really mean what you're saying. No, I don't want to, but if I have to, I'll make a big mistake. This will judge a jury when you're looking at adrenaline in the face. Here's a requirement to make this machine, and I'm going to use it to the best of my ability. I remember him making the decision to become a rapper instead of a b-boy, and part of it was because writing has more longevity, where his body, he knew it was going to break down at some point, like being an athlete. You know? So, and he wanted to be great at something, so he was like, I'm gonna focus on this. But he was actually a really good beat. Like, I wasn't very good. I could do some basic footwork, 
I tried everything. DJ's the only one that I was really good at. Thankfully, it was my favorite one, and it worked out for me. But Mike was really, really good at people and, and, and really good at rapping. It wasn't like a novelty thing. He actually was really good at breakdancing. We're at the Red Sea, and we're just getting down on the side, and he's getting on with uh, abilities and feel it, or Felipe. And uh, they're getting down. They're doing their We tried to go to a show and yell at him to breakdance. Oh, for real. He would tell you to fuck off. Tried to start battling Mikey, and Mikey grabbed the back of the mic. He was like, Mikey, you better fucking breakdance. He was was undefeatable even at that time. He was able to adapt the situation, which is what we learned was supposed to be. Be quiet, be quiet. If you got offended, Mike was on, I'm doing you absolutely. It's your problem. You know what I'm saying? And that's all good. I ain't trying to trip. I ain't trying to trip. If you get offended by the shit I say, you got some problems. You learn it in elementary school. Whatever you're talking about, I'm talking about Ryan. You talking about Ryan? Battle that nigga! Battle that nigga right now! The first song we ever did that was what I want to see. I like that. Jason Heinrich. His name was Anomaly. That was the name of the CD. And. It was, it wasn't my beat, but I scratched, or maybe it was just him, actually. I think I may have scratched on the song. But it was even still Jason Heinrichs. It's still at his house because I made a song. We made a song. I made the beat from Techniques, which is on the Industrial Warfare tape. And that was the first recorded song that Mike and I had made. So sick of the Surgeon General warning on it. Shit's hard. That song is hard. On the inside track, it was just like, hey. It sounds like any other good idea song. It's not a new one. It's like just like a good classic, you know? Because, you know, we were talking about putting Sixth Sense on a Headshots tape. And at that point, I'd heard a few things here and there, but I hadn't heard anything that was quite as good as the song that they put on uh, Jam with Jam Like a Tech with Correct Techniques, that joint. You know, when I heard that song, that's when I was like, oh my goodness, this dude is, oh, there's a monster inside. Yes. Yo, there's a monster inside me, That's and so I hide because from any tiny disruption to find the destruction of all MCs, fallen trees. I heard that too. I don't remember, man. I don't remember what year any of this stuff was. I'm gonna take a guess and say I probably first heard his music in '95, '95 or '96. Even shadows have shadows. You know that song? Forgotten rebel rap in the absence of heavy handed development. That's how we've seen it like that too. He's done it like we've seen it like hell of times, but the most times I've seen it, he's always stops, acapella. kills the beat, and acapellas it. They know me. Don't pretend to understand under the issues that I'm holding. I'm gonna rush to grow up. Look, my no cuts. This is something gonna suck. And the fear that I might go nuts is here. If I don't slow up, I'll see you on my way. One day they'll kill me, but I guess it's okay. Sorry. And I just listened to it. And I was listening to his words. And it just, it just captured me. And I just, it was like, I'm obsessed. One day this shit don't kill me, but I guess it's okay. I lose all faith. And I'm all so full of hate. And I don't fucking go music. I just use it to escape. I like it to that beat. That's how sick. Fuck yeah, we needed on that one. Just that style and that technique, because I never heard anything like that before. And then to hear the words and the, and the content that was within, you know, this this beautiful sound that I was hearing was just like it was, I was just captivated, and I just needed more, and I needed to, you know, I needed more. I just needed to hear what else this guy had to say. It's easy to do. Don't, don't, don't. Say a bunch of words that kind of sound the same. It's like, you know, we're walking down the street. We're over there by the. 
Broadway or whatever. It was like hip hop dancing or whatever. But it was something from New York and it was like a breakdance, something like breakdance and hip hop, some kind of play or something. Most people that know me probably won't believe this, but I didn't go looking for trouble. But we're walking by and it's me, idea, I want to say somebody from Full Circle, some, somebody was there, it was it was three or four of us, and of course, me being me, I'm like, hey, what's up, what's going on, you know, blah, 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 and they're like, oh, we're in this play, you know, X, Y, Z, and a lot of people that I meet from New York or bigger cities, that's the first thing they put on the, that's the first thing they put on the table, and it's almost like they put it on there to kind of make you feel small, like, hey, we're from New York, we're in your little, you know, your little town or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And I've always been a, like a shock Paul, you know, like, dog, I don't care where you from, you know what I'm saying, when it comes to like this hip hop stuff or hey, whatever where you it is from? you're talking about. It's where you at. Yeah. I'll round up some guys that'll give you a I don't give a fuck. Like people think that just because they're from that city there. In dope. hindsight now, it's look like at what came out of St. Paul, you know. Like, we knew, we kind of knew where we stood in hip hop as far as like, we're small, we're kind of like off the mat, we're like, you know, whatever. And so I think that in a lot of cats that took hip hop seriously, like that that forced us to be, to try to be better than everybody else. Like that that forced our integrity level up Question. a notch because it's kind of like, we're not New York, we're not LA, we're not this, that, and the third. We're in the middle of damn nowhere you know in alaska temperatures and blah 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 so we're gonna get somebody to take us seriously we got to be more serious than the cats that we're seeing on mtv and all this other kind of stuff so a lot of people that took the writing and the art series like we kind of like clung together so these dudes is yeah we from new york we're, 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 blah, blah, blah. So, oh, you know somehow rapping came up and i was like oh for real you rap and he was like yeah and he started rapping or whatever and i was just kind of like i was like i'm sorry dog you know what i mean like whatever and then i it, and then i started spitting so it was like a battle without battling because it wasn't directed at him but it was kind of like oh you know you didn't came up here and put your nuts on the table let's let me show you what what, what mine is looking like and then everybody and then a crowd started form uh, a crowd started forming but i remember telling i did something like you like a little slug man i'm telling you stop all this shy stuff you're doing fuck you are you doing over there you're gonna, you gonna be one of the greatest man i'm telling you dog just just serve these cats and i can't remember the outcome again the video will tell the story but like he did it and i was i, and I just remember sitting there like yeah see that's what i'm talking about and then looking at these dudes, like, next. We were out at the mall breaking, uh, him and I, and and I think Pete grew one, and we were out there. Uh, got kicked out of the mall that day because them two were, were underage, and I wasn't their guardian. Um, so we Rocking the stripes. The mall, but on the bus ride right home, him and I talked about uh, a couple of things, and, 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 uh, and I think from there, he ended up, from that conversation, I got him involved with, this thing that we called Sound Set actually. Uh, it was the very first, it was like a wave overnight party. And from, that's where uh, Headshots, Rhyme Sayers gave him, uh, him and Max, the first opportunity to try to, to try to do their own set. I first heard him performing with Glow um, at what they dubbed as the first Sound Set. Actually, that's fine. They were calling it that. At a warehouse type of place, it was on the top top floor of this warehouse-looking type of building on Lake Street, in like 12th or 11th or 13th or something like that. And um, I remember it was super super late, super super hot in that room. And um, 
glow and, and my gonna spark this motherfucker. You ready? It was like glow. You ain't even watching this fucking watch along. Are you kidding me? Who's this man right here? If it was somebody that he, he said was real jealous of this nigga when he first met him. That he found out that we should get on the rhymes together. They started That's getting on. Right. <laughs> you can prove lies, you blind ass bat. I provide the fat rap so you can ride my sack back to Hollywood and swallow piss. Because your creation is urination infected, injected with hollowness. You neglected my tolerance, disrespected three aspects of what I put my soul into. Next to late was holding you by the neck, controlling you like a pet. Who is this dude rapping all like this and, you know, crazy fast rapping, whatever he's like, oh boy, oh, was, that was hitting it, though. And then I looked closer and I was like, Come on, don't be disrespectful. He told me that when the, when the movie came on, he goes, We'll go smoke this blunt. Did he not say that, Kevin? We would get together under the premise of like practicing for a show or putting together something, a song, or whatever, but we would spend that day rapping. So taking part in this was always so much more than just. Focusing on what you have to offer, Love. what you're making. Taking part in it was also being an advocate of of consuming and, and seeing and hearing as much as as much of this as possible. Especially with certain people. Mikey was one of those people. Like his his him taking part in this culture and in this in this art form was so much more than this self uh, self-absorbed, looking inward mm. kind of thing. It was a lot of looking outward. Do you want any topics or something? You give me some topics. America. America, the land of the free. America, the place I don't want to be. When the record's on, I feel like I should take my bags and pass them back to Lebanon. I said to Lebanon, to listen to the song, the land song, show America, smack it and kiss. He could talk to anybody, and he always was able to, he could just relate to people, and it wasn't, like, I tried, and I, I tried to learn that from him, his ability to, I learned a lot from him, <laughs> just, he was really good at making people feel comfortable and getting on a level where they could be on the same level. Are you recording this right now? This goes directly to Jesus Christ. Hey, I'm glad you got me drunk. Because now I won't blame myself for having sex without a condom. really cool and it's, he had empathy and he was also really good though at ending conversations with people politely you know what i'm saying because the like, hardest I part see him and i know he'd be talking to me it's the hardest part i can talk, uh, talk with you but i don't know how to get out of it the way he could maneuver out of shit. <coughs> Damn, very good, very Sorry. good party. Um, yeah he's super social i've said numerous times to people that he if he wanted to be and if his life had taken a different path he could have been a and this is a complete compliment because a lot of people could take this the wrong way, but a politician, because minus the corrupt element or whatnot that is present mm -hmm. in so many, yeah, he's, he, he really easy to bullshit to people. people. And that's what it takes. That's what politics it's is. It's not relating. It's just bullshitting. No, I mean, a little bit of relation. To agree and buy into you and for you to have the ability to understand what they want and, and push things forward, you know?
Yeah, it's about being able to bullshit with somebody. That is the hardest part, though, is when you are in a conversation with someone. Oh, I'm gonna cut this off. My DJ name was Abilities, and we couldn't think of a name. Well, we were the Sixth Sense before that. We were the Sixth Sense. Hello, Gordy. But then there's the Sixth, which I still think is good. I, I kind of like the name. I mean, I, I know you can't use it because it's so simple and so obvious. Sixth Sense. But it's cool. It's the, like, in essence, the Sixth Sense is fresh. Not for a band title, but it's still, yeah, it's just, it's still good. We don't like our names now. <laughs> yeah. I, seriously, but we can't it now. <laughs> it's like, fuck it. Mike and Max, they were on their own, like a like a separate island, just making music. This factory on an island, churning out stuff. And I remember being like, like whoa. They didn't have a lot of stuff at first, but whoa. they developed a lot of stuff very fast. But it didn't take long to realize how good he was. He was really good, and he was really young. And everybody, everybody that met him was, was, was blown away by him. Like everybody that met him back then, anytime you met new people from outside of the scene, they were all just like, what the fuck? This dude is amazing. My name's Elena from the West End. She's the fuck idea. We <laughs> <laughs> this fucking bitch. He's the fuck idea. She's big bitch. She's a bitch. She probably sucked a mean one. Hey, shout out to Elena. She was looking good back in the day, though. Like she had the big titties. That's why. She was big. She was big back then too. It looks like she was a thicky thick. Love my daddy. Doing what he did on the floor, he jumped up on the stage and he grabbed the mic and he killed everybody. And he's a little kid with the highest voice. So even as a tadpole, I probably was an asshole to those that stood outside my circumference of significance of time. Feel I should grab fools and pull up from that black hole that holds it both their minds into the opium of an idiot. Anybody could get some. He went places. You think he's really freestyle all the time? So do I. That's, Yo, sure that's what I was thinking earlier. Yeah, he is. That's what makes me sick. I mean, I used to make money in high school by battling. I won the Scribble Jam, which is a, a Midwestern battle. Check it out. The only way you win is if I let you win. The difference between me and you is that I've thrown that's for whatever. Curly boy. I've won Rock Steady. Why don't you quit? You just jump. I've won the Chicago Blades battle. Yo, I grab the bike and trade be a rap enhancer. This cat wants to be my, my fucking, fucking backup dancer. dancer. Why's he doing that shit? <laughs> you should go sign a fucking deal with little Janet Jackson. Now <laughs> the New York final Blades battle. Yo, I grab the mic and straight disconnected face. Yo, it's your turn, but you got second place. Uh. Think Blades battle, think DJ abilities, because his code is way cooler than mine. Yo, I want to thank my mom straight up just because she's going to like freak when she sees this, so this is great. She's actually up in the crowd when she sees this on TV, she's going to be spazzing. I want to thank all my family, all the hip-hop people that support me out of St. Paul and Minneapolis, plus worldwide. The real pivotal moment was Cincinnati, that scribble jam when he went against Peace. 
peace, beat me, is something you won't be able to accomplish. Whatever happens to whatever motherfuck off we promise. Pieces from Freestyle Fellowship. And idea was like Freestyle Fellowship was a shit. It's a big feat. Freestyle Fellowship. Everybody knows my gut. Whoa is his favorite. So okay. Mike Nine is his favorite rapper. I think Mike Nine is everybody's favorite. So weird, huh? It was nothing but the utmost respect. For all of them in the group, That's, and he we, was on that, about them, and I have no idea what he That was other doc we were watching, <laughs> they say like getting Mike and Ines. Like, your boy Awkward says Mike and Ines his favorite. <laughs> Mike and Ines is one of the greatest rappers of all time. He had so much respect for peace that you could see how he wasn't going for the throat the way that he was known. Two. I don't got an elbow, but if I did, I quit, wouldn't get dropped like your whole crew. I got respect for you, but still, upon a microphone, I've been dissecting you directly through. Can you imagine conquering your heroes? I don't even want to say this. You alarming me. You fix your whole style for both tongues and harmony. Uh, it was the other way around. It was the other way around. Can't defeat this. I'm going to leave peace in pieces. remember fucking him like being in all these fucking battles and him being like yo I won I fucking won you know I won this one I won that one I won scribble jam I won this one right and then him being like we were like seniors at the time you know him being like oh I'm going to New York to fucking be in New York and if the winner gets a fucking contract deal with Puff Daddy like many of my memories that's what I was gonna ask didn't he win that yeah what happened with that deal it's gonna probably explain it and I'm wearing, uh, in one of the photos, I kind of look like a cracked out version of Rico Suave. Yeah, he looks a little crazy. Holy I'm fuck, he does look like Rico. Rico. Like he just won in the Blaze Battle, but I'm also I recognize it. Like a bandana around my I head. I know, what the fuck? And I love that photo. He's rock rock in the background. And real, like, just See, weird. I was at the Blaze Battle. I was there with a bunch of friends. Um, looks hella we different. We were on tour. Me, Mikey, and Max were on tour, along with Sage Francis. Mikey left the tour to fly to New York while we would drive, and we'd get there a few days later. Wow. Then when we got there, we met up with uh, Mikey and Kathy and uh, Aesop Rock, and we went, you know, we went to the event. Typically, when you go to a battle, it's like going to a show. It's put on like a show. It's an Aesop New York a, base. There's a rhythm yeah. to it, you know. You have some kind they of called the homies from the entertainment right, that'll right. at the front. Some guy that comes Aesop out Rock. and hosts and talks, and they start the battles up, and they 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 keep your. There's no real low points where you mill around for a certain amount of time, and this battle had these things because they were filming it to, to to put on television, and so it was a. It wasn't just this battle, but it was being, it was a television production. So you had all these low points where nothing was happening. And it kind of would kill the momentum for those of us in the audience. And so it was a really interesting thing for me to see because I'd never really watched people somebody started fighting and shit. Like no. That. There yeah. were parts where they would redo something. Like Karis one would say something or somebody would say something in a hosting thing. And then they would be like, all right, let's take that again. That's whack. And they'd get a second take, you know, and for... And so for the hundreds of us that were in the room watching, it wasn't as exciting as it was when it was on television. 
there was a couple of fights that took place. Even like MCs jump off the stage into the crowd to fight people. And there was a gun scare at one moment that cleared the room and made Jesus everybody go Jesus Christ, running. that's horrible. Like I remember me and, and Aesop ended up in the basement in the in where the bathrooms were. Like there was, it was just like, man, it, this was like such a weird spectacle, man, that it wasn't my favorite experience. But watching it on TV like a month later was amazing because they cleaned it all up. You would have never known how much of a shit show corny was. this fucking <laughs> thing was, you know? The crowd couldn't behave. I mean, they, you know, they were fighting and they were yelling at the wrong time and they had these sound meters going and all this crap. And so people would be booing somebody because they didn't like them. And then they would move on to like the next round which would then start like this whole big thing between this crew and that crew and these people and um you know somebody would you know step on somebody's tennis shoes and you know no, fight would get break the out fuck and, out of here with that um, shit as you That's see horrible. i like how invested she is on this kathy ain't playing kathy is there one point where the like camera just cuts because the girl like just bends down well what she does is she drops the mic and jumps off the stage and starts a fight with a bunch of dudes it's so good that Mikey won wow. that shit. I'll tell you right now. Because he was like one of maybe two rappers there who weren't just fucking cornballs. Shit, I don't want to diss nobody. This ain't about like dissing nobody. But it just feels like everybody else showed up there to, to try and find a career with Bad Boy or some shit. You know what I'm saying? Like it was like, man, this did not feel like... This didn't feel like people's heart were was actually in battling, man. People's hearts were just in trying to fucking get that check figure out how to make money yeah. but the fact that it did go to one of the dudes who did not give a fuck about your Averick's coat and did not give a fuck about a, a fucking record deal with Puffy or any of that shit you know whatever the myth is whatever the mythology is around the blaze battle Mikey really didn't care about any of it he was there to have fun you could see the smile on his face when he's on the stage and in the certain moments you could see the legitimate fun that he was having. And, so and that's me, what I think attracted me most to Idea. Was the fact that he dropped. He didn't take so that deal. Fun. That no, 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 no. Okay. He was having so much fun when what he did. And you can just hear it. Gotcha. You know what I mean? He just always like he truly enjoyed himself. Yeah. Tell us about your Blaze battle. Was it Nardwar? I don't know much about it anymore, man. It was like... It was like maybe nine years ago, you know, and I was there. It was fun. It was fun watching everyone try to stab and shoot each other or battle it. Tell us about your Scribble Jam battles and how much impact Those that were built fun. as an artist. That was actually good, you know, but I was still young. I'm, I'm just like genuinely I was in a punk band and uh, it was probably ninth grade. At the time, I didn't really know underground hip-hop, but he's in the living room watching this battle on HBO. And he's like, you guys got to get in here and see this kid. And we walked in and we watched Idea just killing the MCs. He and all the homeboys are like, oh shit, you know, we're about to get put on, you know. He fucking called me one night on the phone, I'm like, fuck it. What's up? Yeah, I'm back. I'm like, how, how did it go? You know, and he's like, I fucking won that shit. Because they didn't air it live, you know, so it was on like a couple nights or a week later. Home. He was like, yeah, I fucking, I fucking, you know, I won that shit. I'm fucking, 
Motherfuckers were super pumped about it. You know I want that shit? But that you know, was sick. Up. Them, you know, like, if your friend is a great artist, like, you can just paint. When you go to his house and you see great painting, you're just like, whatever. You know? Yeah, that's like, whatever. Just the best rapper around, you know? Like, that shit wasn't that big of a deal by that time, you know? Because I don't, I don't fucking know slug it. She doesn't see that shit you know, already. Not, you know? He was just a fucking... That shit came to that dude effortlessly, man. I don't know what it was, man. I'm, I'm so goddamn tired. This whole fucking life. The only time I went to parties with him was probably, you know, through high school. But I went off to college when I was, you know, 18. But I'll tell you this, Mo. Every time I was at a party with that kid, um, there was always a freestyle battle. And I could always go up to him and say, hey, Mikey, and just say a word, for instance, banana. And then he would start with that and go on and on and on and on. Play the word game with me. Give me some, man. Challenge me. Uh, artery. That's an easy one. Artery. That's just a part of me. That's the little vein that actually starts to bleed. Dinky Towner. Dinky Towner. I sink with sound words. Grab the pen. Sink the ink in the cloud. Nerds. You think that they have the right wordage. Two seeds get served quick. Check out my verbiage. Freestyle. Freestyle. Meanwhile, I get the crowd so wet they need to soak with a beach towel. Turn table. Turn table. My bird fables. And see, they need been able to like cable. When I say flows, it break those. DJ Muggs, DJ Muggs, I see fillet these thugs who think they can play me and my DJ in the fucking club. John Exes, John Exes, you mean brother, brother Ali back there? Where is he? His ass. Mischief, souls of mischief. My flow is wicked. You know you dig it, even if it costs four dollars for a ticket. You with it? Sean Daly. We talked a lot, we walked around, we we uh we consumed experiences, you know, we saw the country together. First time I ever left the country was with him. I went to Denmark with him and Max and Jaybird. We were we went to Denmark to play a show on a in a in a in a town called Aarhus and we had to take a train into Copenhagen to the airport and this was all like kind of new to us because you know these people spoke a different language even though many of them spoke English it was still it was a culture shock for the two of us and it was me him and Max you know 18 traveling making music killing some time in Copenhagen before Copenhagen this dude found so like, this is after the deal with the he turned down with Diddy. I don't guess. Yeah, because he's at this point we pretty much was Sean you know, here. We had spent the money we had told ourselves. Mr. Slug, spend, you, know. you don't want to just go over there and get your get your get your your performance guarantee and then spend that performance guarantee while you're still there. You know what I mean? You want to bring it home and add it to the pot. So the, the money we had allotted ourselves, our per, our per diems, let's say. Pretty much almost gone, but this dude went down his his last his last kroner, whatever they whatever the money is over there, and uh, playing the shell game, losing at the shell game. But he really thought he could beat this guy, and that's the first time I'd ever met anybody who thought like that. Mikey was the first dude who I was like, you really think you can beat this hustle? Like, go beat it. And he didn't. <laughs> but and he I didn't. Never thought, I've never played the shell game. I've never tried to play one of these three card Molly games because I'm looking at it like, yo, I already know. I already know you can't win that. He thought he could, and that was amazing to me. I really feel like 
that's how he saw a lot of the world, especially back then, was he really thought he could beat it. He really thought he could outthink it. He really thought that his philosophies could make a difference to this, to this shit. Look at this shit. And that's, I think, a big part of what makes his music, and just a lot of what he did, as special as it is. It was already special, but when you get that's behind what it is, and get into the person who was making this music, like, it really, it speaks a lot towards what's crazy about his music too is that if you go on youtube and you look at one of his songs and go look in the comments there'll be somebody telling you about how it's changed your life from a couple months ago of course somebody that just found idea and he's changing their life of course so he's dead for fucking nine years almost 10 years now and he's still changing people's lives like we were talking about earlier well, yeah it's whatever's on the internet and it stays on the internet you know it could might not hit the masses but I mean, but, but beyond it's hitting people, and it's still degree, still relevant. Like, mm-hmm. I really think a lot of his music came from a place of um, feeling like he could, like he could make that difference, like he could outsmart this and make something better. He bought um, a Mac and Pro Tools and a bunch like the original equipment that he started his recording studio and that he started like E and A studio with um he got all that he like came over and was like like kicking the shit out of my door telling me i have to come over like right now um and then we like set it up me and uh janessa and him just kicking it in the studio in the studio having fun messing around with pro tools and all the new shit that he got it was that was a really good day he was ready to record our first record and he he offered the studio to us for free you know and said you know i appreciate um the opportunity to be able to make music man and and and, and be a part of this movement um so my studio is you know open to you uh, but also being a smart businessman was like my studio is open to you from now to you know from here to here you know after here you gotta pay me x amount of dollars or whatever smart. but just to be fair and and and, and honest that? about the whole thing but i i just I really that that's something that's really missing from the game right now uh, is people are more about greed whereas and that was a big thing in the west coast too is people didn't want to collaborate as much whereas in st paul like it's embedded in them to to collaborate up to this point up to to you know today's date uh in 2015 he had a hand in in almost everything that i put out uh, as Los Santos with Chilam up to this point he did the mix mastered or a combination of the two uh, everything that we put out up to this point so it's kind of kind of special to be in here up uh, he had his hands right on everything then because all you know that's one chapter of my life and everything else that I make uh, from now you know from now on won't have that same that same energy but you know he was he was a part of he was a part of our music uh, going across the country with that guy and, and, and abilities and you know uh, um, another brother that we lost uh, that you know DJ with 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 that tour illogic and prism prism we lost and uh, uh, but that whole tour big Mike you know it was just it was just a 
very important time for you know for me to influence you know to influence the time for me in my life. Call the kettle black, I rip an instrumental track and you won't never get me back. Call the pan frying, watch how I come in with you with the third eye and every time I climb it to the top, to the tip, when we rip, got a grip on the Glock, watch how I do this shit when we drop, never stop. <laughs> Never stop, shit, we never even start to rap I rip apart a cat, I make your heart just snap I'm on like that, even when I'm off I'm still up in my prime time I kick it, don't rhyme, it's night time So shut your eyes, clock But don't think music defines my so character I think what's really important is The um, bond that we've all created with each other Throughout, like, the late 90s, early 2000s When everyone was kind of putting out records and establishing themselves as artists in the world, you know, it's a very exciting time to be friends with everyone, so I love all you guys. <laughs> we were in Hawaii though, and some locals took us up into the mountain, it's a local spot, you know, it's, it's beautiful, and we go up in the mountains, and there's this, uh, like, like, a, I don't know, like a cliff, you know, there's all these branches and trees, and there's this, this, a small like lake pond thing and it, it's just gorgeous it's like it looks like it should be in a movie it's just some hidden garden thing it's amazing and mike and i were in a group and mike and i though are the ones the only ones that climb up to get us like hella dangerous hella high i remember when i was halfway up it and like it'll be more dangerous for me to climb back down you know and and mike did it first and and he did it. It was crazy. I still got the pictures. It's just like, and then and then I wound up doing it. I'm not like a risky dude. I don't like fucking roller coasters and like shit like that. And so it was kind of a big deal for me to do it. And I remember when I jumped and it hit the ground. And this when I got out because he had just done it. You know, and it was just such a it's like incredibly incredibly brotherly. Like we just experienced something together. We're here and it was not music related. It was human. And it was just primal. We're in this beautiful place, and I still have to figure the pictures up at my house. It's just like this is us hugging each other, and just the pure happiness and being in the moment. And that's my all-time favorite. I went to Hawaii once with those guys, and Mikey and Max jumping off of a cliff, the like cliff diving into the water. You know, that kind of like I wouldn't do it. I was too nervous. But seeing them do it still, I was vicariously having a great time. You know what I mean? Like, I have video footage of this somewhere. I don't know where. Probably got stolen. Motherfucker can rap. I can scratch. We want to make ill beats. You know what I'm saying? It's, we want it to be this technically dope. That's like the hip-hop element of it. But we also are very just interested in weird stuff and thought-provoking things. The one that probably had the most impact on me was called Murder of Memories. It was a song that was on Firstborn. And it was about, it was a story about a Vietnam vet. I was like, hey man, that was like what I, that's the kind of music I'm trying to write. And here you are nailing it at your age and possibly one of your first attempts at this type of story. You know, I'd made 50 attempts at 
telling stories like that and he hadn't quite nailed it as well as he nailed it when he hit that, you know? And so that had a huge impact on it's fucking high That song is so good too, Murder I was, Memories. You know, I was I was I was probably surprised and a little angry that this little fucker nailed one. I think we should all do idea songs for song bits. You know, at that point at least two or three years. It was inspiring that I didn't have to get it from one of my from one of the rap gods, superheroes. It was from a friend. And also, the way he did it, it was like, man, like, it doesn't have to be a huge last line that takes it home. It doesn't have to be a twist. Like, I still, to this day, fall victim to some of the writing pitfalls with the twist at the end or the, the uh, like, I got to figure out how to make this relative to the world or, or whatever. Sometimes, man, it's just a story. What's your favorite ENA song? No. No need to explain. Now it's right there and then smiles close. I just like, I like now because I still am, I like energetic stuff the most. And I, I like heartfelt stuff too, but I do like energetic stuff a little bit more. That's like the DJ in me. I, I still like party-esque stuff. I like glass a lot. Paradise is one of my favorite songs. Free to discover the lone wolf are dying. Only the lonely to set angels for fire. Twisted, living off each other's sickness like parasites. This is paradise. By the throat is one of our favorites, is one of my favorite songs, and that's so much Mike. Like I did the drums. And I had a, a, a had a basic melody, like I had the feeling, and I had the drums, and then he had Jeremy come in and, and just take the sample that I had flipped and just like take it to like that super deep drone. And once he played that for me, I was like, well, yeah, we definitely use that part or that version. And then he added the ill synths and and just he goes in, you know. That's the thing, like he's rapping out like, all about painful stuff, but he's still like. <laughs> you know, he's still rapping, you know? In my head, he was a kid for so long. You know, Mikey toured with me a lot, and so he. You just want to cut this short or what? close how an artist can kill pain with. It's got 34 minutes left. It's up to you, man. I mean, do you want to cut towards the end so you get like a little bit of. Where do you think they start wrapping up the demands? Basically, their job was. Even an hour 40. Me and Matt. No. It's not even that long. Because me and Max were the ones that were going to get drunk and end up bringing girls back to the hotel or. Get drunk. I think right here. Bringing cops back to the hotel. Who knows? He was. So we're jumping forward a little bit here. Uh, 
Uh, if, you're, if you're following along, don't worry. No one's ever going to listen to this, don't so you shut up. I'm tired of you saying that. There's somebody out there listening, motherfuckers. Don't say that. No one's listening. We haven't said anything through this whole thing. It's just been the video. Isn't a person just a collection of their mistakes video. also they're kind of undoing their mistakes? I mean, what else are you? You know, you're always, you're always just the reaction to the bad parts of yourself, I think. And I think that's what is kind of like a driving motivation behind any human being that's wants to continue to grow and live life because they're looking at their flaws and trying to go beyond them. I feel like often we are mad at a friend because our friend is fucking up. Or we're mad at our dad because our dad wasn't there for us. Or we're mad at a sibling because they're stubborn. Or, or you know, we have this tendency to, especially the people that we care about the most, hold them to the, to the highest to the highest expectations, and when they don't meet them, we're very quick to <coughs> frustrated or angry or whatever. And we gotta, we gotta remember that that friend or your dad, they're going through some shit, and they don't know what they're doing. Nobody know how to do this. Nobody knows. No, no user's manual for this shit. And so, Some real shit know, to live by right there. That's MCMP stamped right there. Like, there's no no manual. There ain't no how-to on how to live life. So don't judge other people. Before I throw them under the bus in my head. You know what I mean? Like, and I feel like that's something that I'm going to be working on and dealing with and unraveling for the rest of my life. Since we know we physically decay, we kind of create this uh, idea of spiritual, you know, the spiritual side, because we don't want to let go of our identities. So we want to say there's an afterlife, but really what that's saying is there's, uh, I want to live forever, you know? Right. And so I don't really get into that for myself. Besides all the truth, heroes, Shows how deep of a tinker he really was. What was his drug of choice? Heroin. Was it opiates? This is what happened. Did it really happen that way? Like, you know, like people, like, are you taping this? You can use this shit because you motherfuckers who have said this to me know you said this and you need your ass kicked for it. Did you really happen like that? And I say, without fucking strangling them like I really want to, and, and fucking throwing them out in the street, and running my car over them and back again, say, the music is what matters. The human being is what matters. I don't even want to answer that shit. Just get the fuck out of my face, man. I, you can't even buy my shit now. Like, like, give me my shit. I don't want to hear that shit. Like, talk to me about some shit that I can tell you that's positive that's gonna move you in a different direction like what he did for me. He moved me in a different direction. That's all that should be important. I will punch motherfuckers who act like they like know how he died and all that shit. None of that shit is even relevant. Listen to the fucking music and grow as a human being and move the fuck on. So like, true. does it really like make you guys, you fucking idiots, feel good to think you know what happened, like you were there. Like, oh, I got the inside track on how fucking idea died. Fuck Dude, you. Like That's some bullshit. Just go and listen to the music and try to aspire to be one fucking tenth of what he was as a human being Preach. or an artist. And For quit real. acting like you know some shit you don't know because quit you're calling it junkie rock. You don't know shit.
Bastards. Whoever would call it, that's a bastard. Junkie there rapper. Were that's some troll, troll shit right there. Apartment. How dare you that say it. that? There were no <laughs> paraphernalia. There were no, like, spoons. There were no nothing. There were no needle marks on his body. There was nothing. Hey, you're taking pills. I'm still pissed off. <laughs> you don't I mean, come I up to me, or you don't come up to my mom, or um, when we're having an event, or when something's going on, and say stuff like, you know, the last month or so, he was being reckless with his life. So you obviously knew this whole experience has been a roller coaster. The emotions I have hit the gambit from um, the great joy of all the things I was able to teach and show Mikey to a huge anger and sadness at many turns. I have been often asked about regrets or guilt, but if I made different choices, showed Mikey different things, he may not have been who he was. I have said this many times. I feel I could have given him some tools earlier that might help him move in life, but I didn't have them completely myself. Oh, she blames herself. I do truly believe we are all here until our time. We are here for a purpose. She probably should get fucked up too. It's our time to go. That task is completed. I know. Like that's what you were saying. No, no, like to get fucked up though. Like, let's be honest. Circumstances I mean, not everybody's led sober. up to nobody's sober. the end. Whether you're taking a pill I or two extra, nobody's sober. It would have been a set of other circumstances. I mean, it, and if you our are time sober, is more power time. to you, bro. And um, we real are not smart enough to figure out that we need to do these certain things and then it's our time um, our time is our was, time you know anyway that's if it wasn't going to be if it wasn't going to be the pills it would have been would have been something else got hit by yeah. a car or a car accident or something his time was his time sometimes the circumstances that think that he uh, or do you know anybody that's sober truly sober give a yeah. hoot. who about sober people that fuck that doesn't take any pills don't take nothing you know anybody who's truly not who's truly sober that takes nothing not one pill for the knee pain not one pill for a back pain not a not a doctor pill just a sober when i was going to meetings and shit like uh there were people there that were in there that were truly sober for sure i believe it or you were but you're already there, you know what I mean? At that kind of a place, I'm talking like just run-of-the-mill people you run into every day. Do you know anybody that's sober? Uh, just in your everyday day life. I don't. I don't. I don't know him as well. But I mean, no, he, I know he listens to the show, Brett Kelleher. There you go. Does he drink or anything? I don't think so. I think he's straight laced. You, you should have said Brandon? something. You should have said something to me. You should have said something to him. And when I say, you know that's over. I'm not going to speak on someone else's behalf. But I don't care. So like, do you know anybody though? Me neither, dude. It's hard to fucking really come across somebody who's sober. It's hard, dude. It is for sure. That's honest to God shit. It's hard. And been a damn friend and a damn person and said, hey, I think you're doing something you shouldn't. Or in people that are sober, like things too far. It's it's no, not like you're you're cured, you, you know. Like say, it's that's why they say one day at a time, you know. Like you. that's looking you in the eye I every fucking day, basically.
I'm an example of a candlelit life with electric relaxation. Brain trampled by devotion to remote control channel changing. <laughs> Crap, but it seems we've been robbed. That's what happens when you're trading all your dreams for a job. And every day it gets less and less exciting. I would make a difference, but I'm busy faking this instead of trying. Change my shit from now to never, and I'll pretend I'm fine. Why am I always stuck at the shitty end of the assembly line? I guess I'm built to be intoxicated with hope. Sometimes, Sometimes it's, it's a journey, most of the time it's just a bad joke. And in my jungle, drum drawer, you can't organize. Did you use this as uh, a song pack already? Probably. No. I have a couple songs that I just want to figure out. Yeah, we're doing idea song, all the all idea song picks. Half a bottle of pregnant zone. This is a reaction to an overdose of passion. Bring the stagnant. Ain't it magic? Also, not um you know, break down that barrier that says, like, you know, there's a difference between performing and living. Uh, as you're living, you're actually always performing and improvising. You improvise every conversation you have. You're always kind of, you know, flying, right, on your tippy toes like that. You know, that's how you actually live. So if you can bring that kind of, um, that idea into your art and just say, hey, I'm not making art. I'm just living. I'm just existing. I'm just talking. I'm bouncing around. I'm, you know, saying words, this or that. You know, I think it can be a really <coughs> So, anyways, I encourage everyone to try that. And buy my CDs, because that will make you really, really smart. Psychologically. <laughs> that'll, 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 spirit, that'll release your locked up spirit. Giving, putting money in my pocket is so good for you. Seriously. That was The World Has No Idea. Um, uh, that, that's a that's a little documentary on Michael David Larson, better known as Idea. And born November 9th, 1981 to October 16th, 2010. Rest in peace. It's a rough day, man. He passed, away the sa- that out? he passed away the same year my dad passed away. Oh, so I remember it was just like a heavy year. And, uh, and I was sitting on my couch and I got a phone call from Carter. Um, one of my boys, slightly that you'll you, you should meet soon here, um, and so I got a phone call from him saying, "Hey man, did you hear?" And I said, "What? Hear what?" And he said, "They just announced that idea just passed away," and I was like, "I, I was like, no way, uh, probably rhyme sayers, something to do with rhyme sayers or something." But you know, I didn't believe it. It was one of those things you just don't believe, and then you start. I start researching it and. I mean, as soon as I, you know, Googled it or whatever, whatever I was doing in 2010, as soon as I looked it up, you know, it was everywhere. It was, yeah. That was one of those moments I was just like, you know, like I said, this is my favorite rapper of all time. So when, when I did get the news and I did confirm the news, it was heavy, man. It was heavy. Yeah. You don't want to believe that. It's just like, you just don't believe it. Yeah. Right. Not at all. But um, yeah, so that was a, that's a good documentary. Go check it out. The world has no idea. Um, if you don't know nothing about idea, go check out uh, Idea and Abilities. Um, Firstborn, ENA, reintroducing uh, um, by the throat. Also, go check out Idea's solo album he did. Um, Oliver Hart, many faces. Type it in, man. You just type it in Google. E Y E D E A. You'll get anything. You get all kinds of shit. And we're gonna do a little bit of rapping ourselves if we can get a. 
a freestyle session going. Do you guys yes, want that? Yeah, yeah, let's just get one beat and we'll one head beat. to hit let's a get song pick. Let's get an idea beat. Yeah, and we're gonna do an all idea song pick as well. And uh, and this being the week of whatever the fuck the week is, congratulations to the Toronto Toronto Raptors on being the world champions of the world, uh, winning the NBA Finals. A little premature. Is it though? Huh? Yeah. Well, no, because they the won the championship. They won the championship a couple days ago. They're in the future. Oh no! Okay, I I thought we were talking about. Yeah, you thought uh, you yeah. thought you were talking about deck this year coming up because the season's already over. It's been over for a few days. I'm out of it. The Lakers are out of it, so I don't even care. Yeah, anymore. yeah. So congratulations to the Toronto Raptors on winning their very first ever NBA championship, defeating the almighty Golden State Warriors, and that's who we had. We all had Golden State winning the championship. I, yeah, actually, I, I think, think we had the Sixers uh, when we did our our NBA finals tournament of tournaments. You guys have uh, not firstborn or paradise? Uh, no, 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 no. Keep going down. Keep going down. No. Oh, Monster Inside is the second one. Or Perfect Medicine. You, you tell me. What do you want? Perfect Medicine. It's a freestyle session. Go ahead and hit that, Kevin. Matthew, you pull your face at your <laughs> motherfucking phone. Under the needle. Wait, what is, what is under the needle mean? That means the beat is locked, loaded, and ready to go. Yes. One time, two times, three times, it can't be correctly. Four times, five times, six times, let's spit directly. Grab me mm. a match so I can spark up the blunt. We could get so stoned that you could catch me out front. I'll be dancing around in a cloud of smoke. We be flowing so long that you think it's a joke, but it's, it's not. not. It's always the same, it stays irrelevant. I'm doing this bigger and fatter than a fucking elephant. I'm coming across the room like I've been floating. I'm doing shit hella different. But now the MCs is choking, stopping and turning it around for what it is. Fill my cup up with some more absolute and take it to the lid. I might as well just say it's something that I haven't premeditated. I'm doing this all day. These people are hated. Might as well just stop and start the decades. Just another night. Another MCMP stamp. Doing shit hella different in this camp. In this camp. Turn up the amp. God damn. I feel the sands, the grains of the salt that you feel on the earth. I'm the salt of the pillar of the worm. I disperse all the verses that I've never used before. Who's that? I think you need to push record. Go ahead and turn it down a little bit. Cause my shit is so hot. I leave it thinking of you, but you ain't thinking that thought. I think that you feel it like I'm feeling. Maybe you don't. Turn me down a little bit more. I know I'm sounding dope, but I want to get live and open up my vocal. I'm feeling kind of lies. Spit it for the locals. Go ahead and go postal and shoot up the place. It doesn't matter. I can tell by that look on your face. You ain't never had it. You stayed an addict. And some of these cats, they want to act like they magnets, but they attracting the attractive, the positive feelings that we got negatively moving all the things that I have now. I'm not 
what I was before. Pass the mic to my homie and hit record. Hit record and then I hit stop and rewind. It's uh, some new shit, some uh, new rhymes. I might as well just stop and say something different walking on your spine. But at the same time, I'll be ripping. I'll be spitting myself out of this corner. Doing this different, but these people are out of order. I might as well just stop and line them up and put them exactly how they need to be. I'm ripping all day on MCMP. Real MCs start to rise above the ground hello fucking different staying underground but we still making sounds stop to hear it and push these buttons i couldn't do it different but if i had to you'd probably be fronting i'm never stunting i'm always keeping it exactly contacted doing it different but on the mic i'm never facted i'm trying to react but i can't i'm losing grip turn around now and take you another sip take a sip go ahead and listen Dictionary, dictionary, somebody open visions, new words being created on the stage, it's the people that made it and the people that still are faking, underneath the basement is where they chilling, can you feel it, or maybe they don't want to feel how the fuck they burn the building down from the walls, the structure and all, call it what you want, but y'all motherfuckers ain't got the balls, we already push control, you calling with your claws, you ain't got no soul, I'm already down and raw. That shit that I've got, I've had it since back in the day. Teenager, I'm with that look on my face like I'm still stuck in a cave. Writing my name up on the wall. Barbaric, y'all motherfuckers ain't got the heart. So start to share it for the people that can't care if you ain't got to really want. Or want what you ain't got, now I'm always feeling lost. That's why I got me a GPS. Garmin, Garmin, now my heart is harvin'. I don't think you wanna pardon. Maybe I've been departed. I'm martyred. I'm a martyr on that motherfucker. Love, wonder for what it ain't. The beat's still going. Don't complain. Go ahead and take your fucking swing. Take a swing, like swing sets. Take a swing. Go ahead, place your bet. Yo, take a swing. I hate sound. A takedown. I be swinging on motherfuckers like playgrounds. Shout out to my war. <laughs> and let's get them song insane. picks, picks, picks. Classic. Yeah, that's my song pick. Fuck you, yeah, dirty. You that's dirty. My song that's Kevin's song pick. That was now. the one I was going with. That's Kevin's song pick now. What do you want from me? You're such a cheating son of a bitch. You didn't send it to me. You fucking stealing my shit, dude. I'll pick another one. No, that's fine. No, you're fine. That's yours. Stop playing. I, I didn't even mean. I to. got I, plenty I, more though. I, I, you, yeah, you have. <laughs> Go ahead. I, I'm sure that there's plenty in the. We're gonna do there. song picks right now. We're gonna do a special song pick since we did a little bit of idea. We're gonna do um uh, all idea song pick. So if you if you're not tired about of idea by now, you will be after our song pick. So. Who wants to go first with the song pick? Kevin. It looks like Kevin already has it already already queued up. So Kevin, go ahead and tell him what my song pick was gonna oh. be. <laughs> Whoa, why are we playing off here? Uh, so yeah, so great minds do think alike. Um, and this, some of them just jack them from other great minds. Uh, if I have telep- telepathy, yes, you do. I guess I do. Telepathy, uh, you got telepathy. <laughs> if I do, telepathy. Um, Telepathy, yes. <laughs> Telepathy. Fuck, now I can't want to go for another one. I wanna, no, I take that one. You. That one's hard. The that other ones, hard. I was going to say the other ones that I have, I think you've used. That one is hard. So, so anyways, I'm going please, off Oliver Hart's album, and this song is called Here For You. Uh, so this idea. 
think about it. What have you done for you lately? I have trouble following you, though, sir. You have to jump in. Jump in back on the scopes? No, in the water. This river without knowing how to swim And eventually we learn how to keep the water under our chins Sometimes this river's so cold to be in Freezing my soul, solidifying my skin Regardless of how far I see, I never see my travels in We're carried by the current, being driven by the wind The scenery we pass, we'll never see again So we store it up as memories and don't let go of them We're under a spell, thinking that the river should go straight We set goals and desire to control our own fate But all the pain we experience is a result of our expectations Cause it's the river's nature to twist and turn The shit can burn, and I know it I have the same conflict, but I try to sit and flow with this river's natural process. Sometimes when I watch myself float downstream, I see the beauty of it all, and it feels like a dream. And at that time, I appreciate the river's course. Some call it God, reality, momentum, force. I stare up at the naked moon as she stares down at me. Outside thoughts, boundaries, I'm all I look outward to see. The universe is not something separate from yourself. I know you feel alone, but that's why I'm here to help. I know you feel alone, but just look up at the stars And everything that is out there is what you really are We gotta learn to see the beauty in each moment of life Everyone has different paths and we're seeking the light The world is divided between peasants and kings But the truth is everybody's looking for the same thing Now I want you to know the role you play is part of the whole Without you it couldn't be, and I mean that with compassion So if you ever need anything, I mean anything at all I'm here for you all you gotta do is ask me I'm here for you In the same way that you're here for me Each person is an intricate piece of infinity I feel like if you could see what I see Then we as humanity could be free Alright, that was Idea And uh, that was off of the many faces of all of our heart And uh, it's here for you And what's great about that is Once again, he produced that beat himself And kind it's of does that whole project He produced himself Great album Yeah, it's a great album um, Matthew, I got my song up there. Song you, brother. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and go throw it and go ahead and throw out this one right here. It's Idea and Abilities Music Music, mm. one of my favorites for sure. I'll be right until I'm dead, maybe till I'm alive All the emptiness I've lit has only helped me survive Something melted inside when the tones hit my pulse And stifled the idle eagerness to grow into my clothes Knowing that I know it's any longer good at acting Like they comprehend the motive uncoded to feed The corroded passion, action needs to stay eye level with the rest That's the least I deserve for the love that I've shed I've trudged through the sediment in search of the rhythm Though so first to bathe through in its abyss Paid dues and made music my religion Now I listen, close my eyes and forget I even exist I sing a bastard's tune inspired by the noise The shit made before it sank and was finally destroyed I flaunt the grin of a man made for the skies and a boy Who tried to avoid showing the cry in his voice ah, but there's something special about the notes that he hears The scales are redemption, unraveling repressed memories And when he brings a new energy enters and consumes him To heal his wounds and unseal his doom If only I could make you understand But words are just words, so I can't The universe's deepest heart form keeps my heart warm with influence I tell you, ain't nothing quite as beautiful as Music. 
To be an angel, you gotta earn your wings. To control your own, you gotta burn your strings. To hit blackjack, you gotta turn a king. But to live forever, all you gotta do is learn to sing. I get a pleasure that's inevitably immeasurable, and I won't let it be rejected by no man. Why does it have to be so damn difficult to live in the frame of a game that'll slip you? But I'm dug in the mud in search of the drum. Dove so first to bathe loot and it's a bit stage rude to the music. Now my favorite thing to do is close my eyes and forget that I even exist. I hold this fist full of degenerate ideas For every genius that was murdered in the name of Jesus Still deaf to the bells that claim to free us But I pay homage to my melody cause she's the sweetest The core of our spirit is naked The form of its lyrics are sacred Blanketed by the original sound of the inner vibrations I'm floating on the soft clouds of positive creation I can look at a painting and admire the colors Or appreciate any type of art that I discover But what I think's invisible, it's my teacher And I'm its student, I tell you, ain't nothing quite as Fucking good Good, too good. That beats fly as fuck right there too. I like that. To live forever, all you gotta do is learn to sing. And I want to put out there this this whole episode's been based around idea, and we're not trying to like play this music to promote our show. We just want to spread awareness uh, to people out there that this music's out there for you. So for you, motherfuckers. Exactly. So we're not. We're not trying to fucking promote our show through this. We're trying to fucking just get some good music out there in, in your ear holes. Trying to wake you the fuck up, yeah. dog. Know that you wake don't have to listen to Jay-Z. You don't got to listen to Lil Pump. You got to listen to that trash shit. There's good fucking music out there. All right, my song pick is in. So my song pick is also off of the Firstborn album. Um, probably one of my favorite songs off the album. I was trying to find something a little bit newer. but Why? I think I just wanted to play something off. This is my favorite idea album. Force Born is the best album. Uh, next, probably right there with All of Her Heart. But uh, All of Her Heart is pretty good. I think yeah. Force Born is the best. So here's my song pick. It's Idea and Abilities, The Dive, Part 2. Make sure you get that Part 2 in there. Never fall if you never fight. You found yourself falling to madness, so you know the best thing you ever did was let go. You found yourself falling to madness, so you know the best thing you ever did was let go. I found myself falling to madness, so I know the best thing I ever did was let go. I found myself falling to madness, so I know the best thing I ever did was let go. Life is a play, so we're always acting out without ever seeing it from the writer's or audience's point of view. But we reach infinity now. Let it go. The writers, the actors, and the audience at the exact same time. So here you are, and now you understand. You always were here, that's why you always ran. But you can only run away for so long before you catch up with yourself and become part of the song. I'd like to welcome you to the heaven you created. I tell the truth, this is the wisdom of the ancients. Holding on to something contradicts our being, so fly free, fly free, fly free, fly free. Maybe I had to go crazy to get where I am. I felt myself slipping away and I let myself fall. Gotta lose your mind before you find it. When you finally find it, you find out you never lost it at all. There's a natural flow that's attached to your soul. It don't ask you to go, it just gradually pulls. It's always now when you're never not you. So follow yourself, cause if nothing else, your existence is Have true. you ever felt yourself slipping away? I am, I mean, I was slipping away. But no matter what I am, I'm me. And I know me, so I'm okay. Have you ever felt yourself slipping away? You are, I mean, you were slipping away. But no matter what you are, you're you. And you know you, so you're okay. 
I'm not a poet or a communist, a comet or a star. You're not a genius or a prophet, you just are. I'm not insane cause I have no need for my sanity. It's just another chain that keeps me from reality. Reality is mine to play with and mold. The best thing I ever did was let go. So let go of the models, transcend the physical mind and peacefully become part of the whole. The walls came tumbling down, but this time it was for keeps. I've been running around. Looking for my feet, now they're part of the ground And make the ground complete, live in the now And forever be at peace, live in the now Don't stray away from the cycle I'm one with the universe, one with the life flow When you know that that which is below is above The fear you once had will become love yeah, that was Idea and Abilities, The Dive Part 2, coming off of that first Born album. So those are three of uh, some of Idea's premiere music. Um, without jumping too far, that was kind of all in the same time frame. So kind of classic Idea sound, that 2001 to 2004. Um, and so, yeah, that's, that's kind of what we were feeling tonight. We were feeling some Idea and Abilities, and so we gave it to you on this Week 42 episode of Milk Crates and Microphones. And I promise Week 43 is going to be a little bit hotter. We're going to come with a little bit more fire. We're going to take a little bit of a break. I guess it's not really going to be a break. Actually, never mind. Scratch that. There's no break. No, You're going to be getting episodes every week. Yes. Yeah, no breaks. We'll be back. Uh, we'll be back again next week and we're going to be bringing you heat matt will be more invested and more excited because it'll be new again uh kevin will be doing his thing as always bringing us some fucking sweet beats and some fire content i'm invested always baby don't you start with me yeah buddy (laughs) anyways we're moving on that was uh episode week seven (laughs) (laughs) episode 42 season two episode 17 week 42 milk creates a motherfucking microphones and we're doing our thing always doing our thing i'm proud to bring you uh, a podcast every single week we're we're one of the only local weekly podcasts um probably the only so if you need some weekly fucking laughs and just an escape and you want to feel like you're kicking with the homies back in the day then come hang out with us for a night you can hang out with us on fridays on facebook at facebook.com milk crates and microphones i got motherfuckers who hit me up and they'd be like bro when i listen to the podcast it makes me feel like the old days and that's the look we're going for that's exactly what we're shooting for shout out to bruno shout out to the boys and if you want to look at us on instagram you can go check us out on instagram at milk and mics if you just want to see us in general go on your fucking google machine and type in milk crates and and microphones or just milk and mics I promise you, you will find us. You will find us. And we're, we're not hiding. We, got, no we more. have plenty of episodes out there, and a lot of that is due to the love that we get from our boy Kev Pro. Thank you so much for having us again. Uh, Every single week. We're doing it, man. Always, man. Always. And we will be back again next week for week 43. Uh bringing bringing some new content and so, hopefully we're we're gonna bring a lot more fire. We're gonna we're gonna light this room back up. We, we need to make a change again. I feel like every time we make a change, we get some fire episodes. Yeah. So we need to make a little bit of a change into the room and maybe that'll help us out. We're gonna we're gonna ignite this motherfucking podcast again. We're gonna get it going, I promise. Tell him I promise. Tell him brother. Shit on the mic, brother. Uh, so uh so once again, thank you for, for watching, thank you for following us. And Matthew, tell him how we're gonna take this motherfucker out. Oh my back! Oh sorry, uh, God didn't create that, we did. And I and I and I and I promise we'll be back. I will be back. I'll be back to the mainland in a few weeks. We'll see you then. And as always. You can't say that, motherfucker. Hey, I just said the Raptors were gonna win the fucking championship. Anyways, as always, don't kill yourself, America, cause we love you.
Stay fresh, baby. Let's do this. Yeah. Peace. Shout out to J-Rock. <laughs>